How are you? Welcome back to the Excellence Cartel. How'd you like that intro? Today um, we sounded <laughs> a little sounded a, little... a little weird. Uh, sounded a little liberal uh, to me. Oh come on! <laughs> today we are joined by Scooby Prep Coach Meredith. We're gonna get talking to her today about how Jason and her linked up and and how it kind of her whole coaching journey went because. As we've talked about before the podcast, we want to showcase different coaches who are up and coming, and we actually have a list of coaches who we've selected that we're going to be bringing on the coming weeks to showcase and bring attention to the great work that they're doing. Um, but with that being said, we do ask guys, you guys have been doing great about writing the reviews, leaving awesome reviews and sharing and tagging us. Please keep that up. Um, it helps us with our algorithms. We are, we are growing and we are getting a lot of cool messages with people that heard our podcast that have learned a lot and were able to apply to help themselves. But with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Jason. No. Oh, yes. I went with you first. All right. How are you today, buddy? How's your seven days? It's been good, man. Um, business is great. You know, I have no complaints there. Um, Everything's going good on the new ethics side as well. Um, I think um, what I've come to the conclusion with Scooby Prep, I'm going to be creating a new like Team Scooby Instagram so that I can have all my coaches kind of showcase their skills rather than me trying to share it on my, you know, Scooby Prep page where I also share like personal shit of me too. So we're going gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna to bring on an employee actually um, who's going to help with a lot more new ethics stuff and um, help me with getting that uh, that launched and so that we have a Team Scooby site. And um, I'll probably start bringing on a few more coaches. Um, I'm really looking for those like hybrid type coaches um, that, you know, I can find anyone to give someone macros and help a healthy person lose fat. I'm looking for those people that really want to dive in, uh, you know, learn how you fix people because I don't care how good your knowledge is, some of your clients are going to end up with metabolic adaptation, hormones out of whack. And if you, you don't have an interest in knowing that as well, I'm not really interested in, in that type of coach. So it'll be interesting to kind of, you know, see where, how the things shake out and move forward. Um, I think I am going to talk to you too about Chris Casey and how that all went for you. Um, Jeff Black and uh, we can That's talk. Super guys solid, yeah. I'll but, talk to about yeah, I might want to get him involved with the team Scooby Instagram and get that rock. And so, you know, all good things moving business forward, um, trying to figure out where I want to be in five years and what I want to be doing. And I think it's educating and kind of leading a team instead of, always just kind of on my computer right now. So, you know, I think that's the direction I'm going and it seems to be where I'm being pulled and where people are desiring me to help. So, um, yeah. So those are the things going through my head and where I'm headed. But other than that, it's been a, been a great week. I just want to chime in though. You said something about the coach that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, if you are listening to this and you're not on the path to becoming a coach, like Jason just described, you're going to be left in the dark in about five years in this industry because I work, as you guys know, with mostly gym pop. Like I have, you know, 10 or so bodybuilders or figure and girls I train and so forth. But, um, I will honestly say that more and more people left and right keep coming with issues, you know, oh, 100%. From stress to gut health. So if you're not yep. on that side of it or, you know, you're not going to help them. Yep. Exactly. And they're going to lead you and they're going to find someone who can. Well, I had a girl who toured Iron House last night. I was talking to her and she goes to a high intensity boot camp mm-hmm. eight times a week. Oh, that poor girl. Yeah. And her coach just finally was like, or the trainer guy was like, I think we need to feed you. I'm like, you can't feed you enough for that. 
And she's yeah. like, well, I mean, I have put 25 pounds on a year, but I, you know, I put muscle on and I'm sitting there thinking like, poor thing. Like, <laughs> like, like, and I mean it in a sad way because the coaches don't yeah, do. know any better. They don't know any better. You right. know? And I'm just like, damn, man. And so but that's why Iron House is going to excel. All your yeah. coaches there are going to, are, are going to know this stuff and they're, they're not going to be able to get a better place to come to train with all that right. knowledge there. So. And you know, you were talking about leading teams. That's what I'm about to start doing, like teaching the coaches in there, like some of this uh, like higher level stuff and kind of yep. like breaking it down to them. Uh, but anyway, that's enough of that. Sue. What's up? How's the Bronco? I got a Jeep, by the way. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah, I saw that. You know, you know, I, I drove up to um, the, the car shop, the wrap shop, East Side Motoring in Waltham, Massachusetts today to meet with the owner and discuss all the things that I want to do to the M4. Yeah. And I took the Bronco up there. And on the way back, the Bronco, the speedometer stopped working and the oh, AC shit. stopped working. Oh, so I was driving like probably like 80 miles an hour and the thing was like zero and <laughs> AC stopped. I was like, the fuck? What kind of electrical problem do I have now? It, it literally could be a chip, dude. Like if you get into the panel, yeah, it, it could literally just be a chip. Like it could be real simple, fingers crossed. So like I just spent you know three hundred dollars on brand new headlamps. I just got all my oil topped off and fluids and all that stuff. And now this happens, so it's probably going to be another couple hundred bucks. But um, you know, overall things are great. Jeff, business is booming. Um, I can't complain. I have a funny story though. Nice, Uh-oh. funny story. Ready? Okay, good. Is it? So, what's, I gotta hear this. I can't wait. <laughs> so I had a client, and I'm not gonna say location or names or anything right so all names have been redacted okay so i had a client who was with me for probably like a month not even six weeks okay and she wasn't really compliant just really wasn't into it It was a complete beginner which i totally understand and she had you know you come from a different coach okay so um a couple weeks into it she just said like she had money issues and all that stuff and she was out of work and um, i was like okay well put your plan on pause it's okay and um, I saw on her Instagram that she was still posting like screenshots of like her office and like stuff that she was doing for work. And I was like, I thought you said you were out of work, but I, you know, <laughs> I didn't really care about that. So then she started asking me questions about like stuff that was way beyond her, her pay grade, basically like her experience level, like stuff about women's hormones and like thyroid health and all this stuff. And I answered all of them in depth, like I usually do. And then I saw another coach post her on his social media saying that so-and-so has been working with me for six months and we're doing this <laughs> on health and all this stuff. And I was like, God damn it. She was a mole. Yes. <laughs> so, so like, I guess like this coach like told her to like join me and was using her to ask questions. And I answered and them. learn how you set things up and learn how it set things up. And then, and so I made a Facebook post about this. Yeah, I like, saw that. I had a mole. Yeah. And then that person has been the number one person on my viewers list on Instagram ever since that, the the girl and the coach the top two viewers <laughs> so i remember in the back channels were like it was like we're not i'm not saying nothing i call them out just fucking oh, I'm just no die. no i'm not gonna call anyone out but they know because they listen to this podcast and they know that i know so we'll leave it at that <laughs> there's no point wasting the effort that could the, the amount of argument that could go down with that yeah, it's not worth it you know it's not worth his time like i don't have that kind of time i don't think i think jeff's getting that point where he doesn't have that kind of time i, I don't i don't care like i, I you know i'm ha- i have two consults to do after this podcast i had one last night and i had a returning client sign up i had two actually returning clients imitation is the biggest form of flattery take yeah. it move on you got paid move on <laughs> yeah fair enough 
Well, uh, I bought a Jeep last week. Nice. That was Dude. exciting. Dude, it's like joining a fucking cult, man. <laughs> I'm driving around. It's like, hey, hey, like a little Jeep wave. Like, hey. We just have the same car, man. Move I, on. I, I know. I'm like, all right, Jeep wave. Like, I'm going to fall out of my fucking Jeep, like, waving at people because I'm so excited, like a dog, like, seeing its owner coming home and shit. Like, oh, there's another Jeep. You know, and I was like, wow. Um, but besides that. Uh, was it the I, black one, uh, just two-door that you posted? or Yeah, it's the red one. It was red with the black top and the black front end. Okay, got it. Yeah, so um, I'm enjoying that. I'm actually, there's a place south of me, about an hour away, where you pay like 15 bucks, and they have different courses you could take your Jeeps out on. It's like beginner, intermediate, advanced, expert. And so I'm going to probably take the boys and go do that here in the next few days. And give them, nice. know, help them shut their shit their pants over summer. Um, other than that, I've been working with Skip Hill uh, on my writing. I'm trying to refine some of my writing skills and things like that. And then um, I've been doing uh, reading this really cool book, "The Body Keeps Score," that Laura Conlon talks about. You guys might find that interesting. It talks all about trauma, but they actually in the first I'm a hundred pages in because I just started the other day. Um, it talks about using HRV. He specifically talks about HRV. He says he's going to bring it up later in the book. So I'll be interested to see what that has to say. But I have noticed that every time that I get on a streak of melancholy where I'm just real flatlined, that I'm yellow no matter what. I don't I've been feel, yellow for 10 days, dude. I don't know I, what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm always yellow, but I, I could trace it back to my mood. You know, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, so some of this, I'll be interested to see how they're using it. Yeah. But sure. uh, anyway, so let's get this going. Meredith. Hi. We've talked for a little bit on social here and there along the way. Yeah. How's your last seven days been before we get into the who, the why, the what, and everything amazing. else about you? Amazing. Been really amazing. Been busy. Um, signed on a couple new clients. Um, have a couple that I'm still doing consults with. Um, and just loving life, just educating myself as much as I can. And uh, yeah, very grateful. Anything exciting going on? I mean, you heard about all of us, especially Ooh, Sue. Uh, Sue. For us, not so it. much. We're, uh, we're still on lockdown in Canada. <laughs> Are you guys really? We've been, um, so we've been officially um, like state of emergency, um, actual quarantine since March 18th. Um, all gyms, everything. So we're going on what, like 12 weeks now of everything being shut down. Um, this Friday, I think that salons are starting to open up. Um, you know, surgeries have been canceled. Like it's been, yeah. So we're, we're ready. I, we feel your pain. Those Canadians are, they're a careful breed, man. (laughs) Yeah. I really make sure this COVID is, is, is not legit. Dude, they just came out today and said, like, what? Asymptomatic carrier transmission is like about zero. And I was like, I was like, yo, that's fucked up. When you got, when you got shit on TV still saying business owners, you should stay locked down. But if if you're going to go protest, that's okay. You don't, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Man. Open the fucking businesses up. This is stupid. But anyways, I'm not going to take us off on a COVID thing. Yeah, no. I mean, I I totally get it. I almost, I saw that meme going around where it said like, it had like Canada and said like the United States is like viewed as like the rowdy meth lab. (laughs) Canada or whatever. I saw laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. They're probably all being proper shit. Just hanging out, minding their business. We're down here burning stuff and everything else in between. Um, I'm a hybrid though, because I'm, I'm actually from South Carolina. So. Are you? What part? Yeah. What part? Oh, uh, uh, Columbia, Irmo. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. like, um, 
like four hours from Myrtle Beach, like two from Charleston, and then like another hour and a half from the mountains. So she Charleston. went from like pretty sweet weather year round to like pretty shitty weather year round. Oh, oh my God, I know. That's a, that's a nightmare. How did you <laughs> trade down to that shit? Because I mean, <laughs> Charleston, when we went up there for Ashley's, uh, she did. Fucking amazing, we, isn't it? We had a great time. We oh, we did. Rolling around stone the whole time and everything else. Like, that, was, <laughs> see, that was the time I had the proposition about the bridges and how often yeah. they work on them and then we'd collapse yeah. into the ocean and get eaten by sharks that was like, charleston south carolina yeah. yeah oh it's amazing you got oh it. yeah that's when i placed last at junior usa's that's <laughs> so, so explain to me how did you get this trade down how do we go from south carolina to Canada? i met i met a, an italian french canadian oh shit he was my next door neighbor on the ship we were both working Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he had his door open he was playing electric guitar and <laughs> yeah, it, done deal. <laughs> Not quite what my dad wanted to hear, you know, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, it is what it is. So, um, let's get into this. How did you meet Jason? How did you, how did you find out about Jason? And then, I like, what were the st- you <laughs> I Jason, at least you know you're in demand. I, I podcast stalked him. Noah. Basically, uh, you know, I, I really, I like to learn. I like to learn, as you guys know. I'm, I've actually talk, taken a course from Sue. Um, I'll get into stuff from Jason. I'm getting ready to be on Jeff and Lauren's uh, um, webinar that they have coming up. So I'm so excited about that. But uh, yeah, I've always been a really curious uh, person. But for myself, um, I kind of hit that roadblock that most women or most clients, you know, I'm finding are hitting where they're, they just can't do enough. And yet the weight's not coming off and we're always fighting for this, you know, ideal body, ideal physique. Um, and yeah, I just started, uh, listening and learning and, um, listening to podcasts, taking notes, um, re-listening. And, uh, you know, I had led to some events for myself, probably about, a year, a year and a half after I had started listening to Jason, um, where I finally was like, okay, like I'm st- tired of beating my head against the wall and I need to, I need to do something different. Okay. And Jason, tell us about your first, do you remember your first encounter with Mayor here and how it kind of like went and like, I, I don't know any of the backstory. I just know that you like handpicked her and groomed her and bestowed all your ancient wisdom upon her. Mm-hmm. I, I, so if you want to give your spin on it. Well, I mean, I don't remember our very first email exchange, but I know that, you know, obviously when, when she came, she had a slew of, you know, just health things going on. And so, you know, as we walked through all those things and, and her health was getting better and, you know, things were, were improving. Like she said, she was very curious. She took an interest in all these things. And, you know, when she would check in, like she would get more in depth things that you could see she was starting to understand what we were doing rather than just kind of following it. And so then, you know, more questions and things like that. And I started to, you know, think, all right, so I need more people that can help the, with these issues and, and you've got to be curious and you've got to want to learn it. So, uh, you know, we just started to talk about it and I knew that she was not happy with her job and part of her unhappiness with her job was at a big root of her stress and her problems. So, you know, she started talking about, man, I'm interested in coaching. I really want to make the transition. And, you know, I was telling her, go for it. And that was before I said, I got a spot for you. And she was, you know, she is, she was already starting to go for it, getting enrolled in school 
et cetera, et cetera. And once I saw her take all those leaps and she's like, yeah, I'm just done with my current career. I know where I belong. That's when I was like, all right, I can use you on my roster because I need more help with these cases. And I knew once she'd already put enough pieces together that once she sat in on my hormone class, I knew that she'd be able to take clients. So her being through going through, it was really a big piece. But then again, it was all the like desire that she had to learn, like she was saying. And, and, you know, as a coach and as a leader of a brand, when you're looking for coaches, those are types of things that you look for. Uh, absolutely. Meredith, do you remember if you're, how your first encounter with Jason was, was it filled with typos and grammatical errors? <laughs> 100% it was. So, you know, Fair. um, okay. Well then how did you know when you wanted to be a coach though? Oh man. Um, honestly, I started off, um, as a dancer, um, as an instructor, uh, as a coach. And so that's kind of been my, my backstory, um, that's always been a part of my life. Um, and then when I did make a transition into more, let's say uh, a medical field, a more kind of, you know, nine to five job type of thing. Um, that's when my passion transitioned from being a, just a dancer and instructor to, you know, being active in the gym, um, and starting to actually weight train. And then, uh, you know, years into that, it was just, it wasn't enough. I needed to know more and I wanted to help other people. And I wanted to, I was seeing mistakes and, um, and seeing how people could just be better and do more and their coaches weren't giving them enough. You know, you see the guy in the gym coaching someone and he's honestly like looking off, you know, to like Joe Schmo in the corner and his clients like doing like, I don't know what the fuck, sorry, <laughs> um, on the ground there. And it's insulting, you know, like it's insulting that someone's life, like it's her health her his health is like in your hands. Like, come on, dude. Um, and so that began for me. And I actually sent, um, you my husband a message. This was like probably like seven years ago about, um, going back to school into holistic nutrition and, um, starting to get my personal training certification. And so, over the last couple of years, I've been slowly ticking off those, you know, what I felt my plan was, you know, getting my personal training certification, um, moving forward with that, then starting to get my nutrition cert, um, joining into a hormone course, um, getting, um, actually enrolling into being a holistic nutritionist in school. Um, and so that's what really, I guess, sparked and continued that I just had to do more. And that, and with my job that Jason mentioned, there was such a disconnect um, to where I was treating clients and helping them, but I wasn't actually doing anything for them and changing anything because it became, I felt more about the dollar than me actually um, advocating for them and educating them on how they can improve their health um, and you know, systematically as opposed to like just floss or something like that. So that's when I knew I just, I had to do more um, I wanted to offer more and change more. And then as well as for myself, um, when I started to have some events happen, I had to start educating myself and that's how, you know, I was cyber stalking Jason and doing, trying to teach myself how to read lab work, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, uh, that's what yeah. it takes though. You gotta just dive into it, you know, he's got to jump in. Sue, you got any questions? Uh, not, no questions so far. I'm listening. Yeah. I've got, I've, I have some, uh, if you want me to go that route, um, yeah. 
throw one out there. Okay, so for you, Meredith, because you know there will be there'll be women listening to this that maybe are looking to hire a coach. And um, when we were coming through all the healing and things, what was the hardest part for you? Did you think changing everything? Not pushing <laughs> more. If you told me, if you told me to set myself set myself on fire and jump through a hoop. Ground, grind up bricks, eat them. You don't have to make them taste good. I would have done it. I would have done it. I would have smiled and I would have said, okay, and let's what? Let's go. Like, give me more. But instead, you said, quote, you're going to hate this. <laughs> and then you said, you're going to train three days a week. And I started crying. Like, that's all I needed. And I started crying right then and there because I didn't know what, who I was or what I could do without going and crushing myself, you know? Um, when I'll tell, I guess, where I was at when I first met Jason, is when I first met Jason, I was in complete met comp. Um, all hormones, like any hormone in my entire existence of my body <laughs> was down, <laughs> non-existent. Um, cortisol um, was extremely high. I, I actually started when I realized I needed to get to Jason. I had been diagnosed a year before with a parasite gut, gut dysbiosis. Um, I had cortisol that was, I think, 400. Um, my CRP, they couldn't measure it because the range stops at 20 yeah. and mine went above 20. And so on my labs, it said 20 cannot be measured. For those listening and don't know what CRP is, it's, an, it's, a, it's a low-grade inflammation marker in your body. And at 20 and over, like, there's no low-grade about it. Like, you're yeah. just on fire inflamed. Yeah. So go ahead. You know, and it wasn't in a really good place. But if you had told me to have been on that damn step mill for four hours, by God, I would have, like, tied myself with a rope to it, and my legs would – I would have kept going. You know, that would have been easy. But Jason's like, you got to pull back and uh, we got to start feeding you up. And that was, that was traumatizing for someone who was trying to be smaller, you know, get leaner. And you're like, you're telling me you're going to give me more food. Fuck, give me less. Make me eat air with a sprinkle of sea salt. You know, that would have been easier. Um, and so that's where we started. You know, um, I also, and this could be a side note. I came to Jason um, and I had actually just had uh, one of my ovaries removed <laughs> um, three months prior, you know, and yet I was actually still trying to prep. Um, and I started gaining weight um, and I was in a deficit. I was doing all the things and I, I actually started putting on like a pound, two pounds a week. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? And that's when I was like, I'm done, you know? So he, I hooked up with him. He sent me the initial email. It said I was going to hate it. I did. <laughs> I cried. I had a tantrum. And then um, I got over myself because clearly what I was doing wasn't working. Yeah. Jeff Black, you'll like this. So like once we got her like fairly healthy, like she responded pretty nicely. Um, we tried another cut yeah. and she was like freezing, dude. And I'm like, I'm like, well, it is Canada, but tell, get me your, like, your morning tent before you got to bed. Dude, she was like 94.5. Like, if you look it up on the internet, that should be hypothermia. 
Like you shouldn't be like walking around. I'm like, what? I bought a new thermometer because I was like, clearly, because I sent it to Jason. I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. And I sent it and I was like, yeah, I was like 94. And like, I literally had like cuddle duds on, sweatsuit, like I'm sh- like shaking. And he's like, that's not right. And he like sent me like the Google, you know, like this is what hypothermia is. Right. You know? And I'm like, fuck. So I bought a new thermometer. Well, shit, I'm still 94 again, after yeah. I got done training. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh my god! It, yeah, that was intense. Thyroid shot, shot to shit. Thyroid, adrenals, all of it, man. Like tank. Just yeah. tank. Yeah, so she gets question. it. Like she's been there, you know. Yeah. Um, so what did you say, Sue? I have a question now. Yeah, go for yeah. it. So, so, so striking while it's still fresh, all that stuff that you just said about your own personal experience and and how you sort of reacted when Jason kind of slammed on your brakes and said, "Hey, this is what you got to do." So obviously, you know, from the conversation so far, I think our listeners can tell that you've got a great sense of humor. Like myself, I have an excellent sense of humor. Fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what sort of coaching styles do you employ with your clients or with other women who are like, no, I don't want to pull back or, you're, you know, I can't eat more. You know, they refuse to do the necessary things that they must do in order for them to be successful with you. So you, as your, as you know, your personality, what sort of things do you employ to, to get these women to comply and follow your lead? I hear them. I listen. Um, their reaction to me is coming out of fear. You know, it's coming out of fear of the unknown. Um, it's something I had mentioned earlier. They, um, and for myself, I'll speak for myself because um, it is them as well. They're more familiar with feeling bad than they are feeling good. And they're more familiar with having to um, or needing to, quote, show up more, work harder, slay, crush it, whatever you want to call it. Um, they have no issue there. I mean, these are women and men that have kids that – um, you know, they're going doing cardio seven days a week. They're lifting, you know, seven days a week. Um, they're working, you know, um, they've had traumas in their life and they still keep going. So there is no doubts. They are warriors and I hear them. And so when they say, no, I can't do this. I ask them, so what can you do? What can you do today right now? Um, I'll speak on a client, um, specifically that, you know, I was chatting with Jason about, um, she is somebody that technically when we started, she should be, you know, doing like a low oxalate diet, low FODMAP diet. Like, I mean, talking about kidney stones, all, I mean, the work, SIBO. Um, but when someone's thinking that they're eating, you know, they're like, ah, 12,000 calories. And then I'm like, mm. and then I have them track and they're actually eating 200, 200 a day. And one of those is an energy drink. Um, I can't, I can't lose them. They're the person that needs my help the most. So if they tell me they can't go into a SIBO protocol, they can't do this. I say, what can you do? And where can we start? And I don't care where that is. It might not be where we need to start, but it might be where you need to start. And then it's my job as a coach to hear them and then help them actually go from where they are to where we need to be and perhaps, I mean, health will improve doing that and then keep going from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like that, that answer. Whole building momentum thing. 
you know, yeah. start somewhere, somewhere small. and Some then, sort of improvement, just yeah. some little tiny. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you work with a lot of gym pop like me. Man, my voice just cracked right there. So we work with it did. Uh, so you work with gym pop like me. Um, something I did recently with a couple of people is I started in the beginning kind of like sitting around their calories, kind of like at a base 10 model. And then they would be like, all right, you know, they start tracking blood glucose would be getting better, sleep would be better, things like that. Well, I'd be like, all right, well, we have two choices here. And I would present both choices. We can up food or we could cut cows. And I would make that, throw that out there because along the way of the feedbacks, I was starting to see how they, like what their real relationship with food was and like their real relationship with activity. So I finally, after about three months, got a woman recently whose blood work was pretty much finally spot on and so forth to agree to start eating more but it took kind of seeing how all the other factors went into play for her to kind of go, okay, so this is the one thing I haven't done yet. I'm like, bingo, eat, you know, eating. But I like what you're saying because what you're getting at is the answer that most women don't want to hear is really the answer. And that's, you need more food, you know, and And to to chill out, you know, mm -hmm. that um, it's funny. They find, I find it's, it's very emotionally traumatic for them to say, hey, stop going to the gym seven days a week for two hours. And I don't know, just get up and enjoy a nice walk. They're like, (laughs) literally, that is like taking, ripping the floor out from underneath them, you know? Um, their shit. (laughs) Pretty much, you know? Um, But what I find is that's when I start getting the feedback that, you know, they're not feeling the need to binge eat anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're not having the emotional roller coasters up and down. Um, most of the time the fear is of gaining weight and I'm very, I will say I'm very honest and very, um, deliberate when I speak to my clients and when they say, well, can I do this or could this happen or could that? And I'm like, yes, yes. And yes, like anything can happen. And I, I am bad about this cause I am a coach too. And I tend to post the highlight reel of, body change on social media. So watching someone's waist come in, getting, you know, leaner as we're feeding them up. But I do tell my clients that not everybody is that unicorn. And I was not that unicorn. I was hello, not that unicorn. I'm a dense girl. (laughs) And, um, I didn't need to be that unicorn. We needed to get me healthy and to get me healthy. We needed to increase calories and let my body you know, ride that wave, ride that out and see where that played yeah, out. Yeah, you put on 21 pounds, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it looks great. I mean, you really can't see that much body fat, but like Thanks. it was 21 <laughs> pounds, right? I mean, it was 21 pounds. Right? Oh, a little push. Um, yeah, like in when we when we first started, it was it was much the same. Like my my quote weight went higher, you know, than it, than it was like, I went to like one, like 67 or something like that. Um, but then when I did, when we did try to do a cut, number one, it was like the easiest cut I've ever done. Um, I felt fucking awesome. I even felt good when I was fucking cold. Like I was like, I'm freezing. (laughs) My body's not budging, but I feel hella good. Yeah, we knew something um, was still off. She's <laughs> ninety seven, like point eight now, almost. Like she's she's yeah. on the dot now, like where we need to be. But yeah, but I mean, even now, like in my, you know, when we reversed me out because we're transitioning to another phase of my life. Um, you, know, I did. I put on twenty one pounds, and 
I don't know, like I feel good. And for the first time ever, that doesn't like I don't get down on the scale and freak out that holy shit though you know my my weight's up a pound this week and you know, oh fuck my period's gonna happen and it goes up three pounds like that mindset shift has really changed and Jason worked with me on that like, like he didn't keep pointing out you know that the scale wasn't going down it's almost like he never pointed out that the scale was going up you know I kept mentioning it to him <laughs> in my check-ins in the beginning I'm like yeah so just so you maybe not see this is like an overall three pound gain of the week he's like yeah, body comp's looking good. And I'm like, is he, is he fucking blind to what I said? <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, their picks were. So it's like yeah. you just needed the muscle on you and yeah. the calories. Like, so we're going to ride this wave. Yeah. And that's right. Like, I do get some women who are so inflamed and they do lose weight during the process. Yeah. But like some women, you know, even though you had really high inflammation scores, it, you just didn't drop, but I yeah. mean, your body, you know, did great in terms of visual. Yeah. So like, you can't, we can't get, you know, married to the scale when you're trying to fix these, these clients, like you just aren't sure which way it's going to go. And she's 100% right. Yeah. I'm actually due for blood work soon. I'm actually got the homocysteine marker put into that one. So yeah, I can you might see. as well see if well, you need yeah. methylfolate. Yeah. Methyl I think I probably got folate issues. I'm like, well, that would explain my, I have, I have an MTHFR defect one, one uh, allele. Yeah. I want to do that DNA testing where you can find out like all the shit that's like. Yeah, I did it. 23andMe is pretty yeah. cheap. And then Vince can run it through a, a system for you and like basically tell you everything. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing next. Meredith, what are your strengths as a coach? Um, I think I listen well. I think okay. I listen. I think I adapt. Um, I think I adapt to what my clients needs. Um, and that is honestly the basis of my coaching. Like I understand we all have foundations um, that we have to pull on. And there's definitely protocols that we need to get established, but getting there, I have to be as adaptable as I'm asking my clients to be. When, when you onboard someone, do you, do you talk to them on the phone the first time? How, what's your onboarding process with the client? It depends. Um, I have been lately talking to uh, clients, some not so much, some just do uh, emailing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I almost do a full intake just through questions uh, and via email before mm -hmm. we act, they actually hire me. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to send me laps ahead of time before then, uh, that's great. I'll review them. Um, I ask them to give me literally everything. Um, especially once I do intake a client, we have the, through the feed for function system that uh, Jason has for a coaching platform. Um, our intake questions, we send them a metabolic stress questionnaire. I do do the stomach acid test as well. Um, and I ask also for a thorough personal history because that's where I find that that's what I really need also. Um, when I start hearing about clients that have had, you know, traumas where it comes to, you know, deaths in their families, divorces, um, just relationship issues, that's the stuff that has shaped them. That's the, that's that stress, right? That's the trauma that um, we're seeing with people's adrenal glands. That's going to show up in their thyroid, show up in their hormones. And then their release, what they think is the gym, you know, and as well as it yeah. is, yeah. but it's dealing with that emotional trauma. That's the stuff that's long lasting. And that's, it's, I was, I was talking to a client yesterday um, on the phone and, uh, I was telling her it's almost like a, it's a grieving process, you know, and you, and that takes a long time, you know, depending on the trauma. And I find my clients are really good about 
having a stiff upper lip and keeping going, but perhaps that's not what they need. And that's my men and my, my women. Um, I find that all my clients are very much type A and very much go-getters. Um, and it's not necessarily what's going on now and what's happened in the three months, but it's what happened a long time ago. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what that book body keeps score yeah. talks about was list. holding on to trauma and then not being able to expel it. And then you're back into that certain time. So, and I, I can, I can also say that that's a hundred percent there because like, um, when I work out, I enjoy heavy metal, but to me, it's very calming for whatever reason. Like <laughs> I don't understand it, but it really is. It allows me to like slow down. And all I can do is start thinking about like my past and that it just starts motivating me. And then before you know, I click and I go, but I can tell you this, like my cortisol, like driving home, I have to be in dead silence or very soft music or else I'll look on my whoop and my heart rate's still like at a hundred, 110 after the Oh workout. wow. It stays elevated that long. Yeah. Enough. Because like I'm, because I'm still churning through that energy yeah. that I was. I'll have to check that. I think I get lower quicker, but that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's good data. Yeah, no, if I'm, if, but if I like leave the gym, get my car, put the windows down, no sounds at all, like I'll be like 70, 72 before oh, I, my post workout. Huh. Yep. So it's interesting stuff. So she's right about that. Yeah. Um, Meredith, I'm going to ask you one more if I'm going to turn it to the guys to ask you a few. Where's your current uh, continuing education focused? What do you think? Uh, right now, I am working on um, a degree uh, to get a holistic nutritionist. Okay, um, with who? Yeah. So right now I'm focused on that as far as my current schooling, as well as he I asked with who, yeah, with who, Oh, with who, um, yeah. it's with Edison Institute. Okay. Are they yeah. out of Canada? I take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, and so I'm doing that right now as well as I do a ton of personal studies. So when it comes to hormone, uh, women's hormones specifically and men. Um, so any book I can get a hand, uh, a hold of, I dive into and I start literally dissecting it chapter by chapter. So like the period repair manual, anything, um, as far as the Dutch, um, the Dutch test, they put on some really great webinars recently. Did you take a few or did, did you yep. pay to take a few on that? Yeah. So I have taken, um, it's actually been the last couple like last month or two, they've put out several. And so I've been taking a couple of those courses through with Dutch, which is, oh my God, amazing. I need to do that. I, I kind of taught myself from what I found on Google and listening to videos from the They're owners good. or like, but I need to take a few of those. I think it would help. They're good. And they have been, it's funny, they ask for signups and then they end up posting them anyway to their, um, their YouTube page. So oh. Um, yeah, but they, I know I'm like, really? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I have done that and basically any other class I can jump on to learn from, whether it's one of you guys, I've definitely done that. Um, and anybody else, um, in the business, I just find that the more tools to my belt, the more I can apply and maybe pull something from each coach and be ready for that client that needs that application. 100%. Oh. What is one book that you want to recommend right now? Oh my God. One book that I want to recommend. Well, yeah. Just one. Can't do more. One. Oh, no, it's like one. So, like, because like, it depends. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Just throw one out there. One for, <laughs> if you're recommending to a coach who's, who's maybe where exactly where you're at in oh. your career and you need, and you're trying to like, sort of, you know, cause that's who a lot of people listen to our coaches. What would you throw out there? Give us one. Uh, well, uh, I like the period repair manual, but I also like, um, uh, was it seven systems, six systems? Yep. Yeah, yep. that one's yep. a good one. That was two. And I really <laughs> want to more. Those um, are two good ones. 
I like, I will say for my clients and I think for coaches too, just for mindset stuff, I really like obviously relentless. I've gone through that like three times and then the big leap. Um, that one's really good. good. Okay. All right. Sue, go for it. Got a question. So what advice would you have for coaches who are making the leap perhaps like they are sort of helping their friends and family right now. They're stuck in a job that they dislike. They feel that this is like their calling, right? So, you know, we get questions like that a lot, but I feel like at this point, you know, Jeff, Jason, and myself, to some people, we may be too far removed from that starting point that they're like, oh, don't bother listening to them. Like they've, you know, they've got it made now or whatever, you know? So I want to hand this question over to you because you are doing it right now. You are currently growing and you just made that leap. So what sort of advice can you give to these up and coming people? Just leap. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I was not ready. Um, if we want to really get personal, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I was in financial transition. Um, so it did not go how it should have, right? Like we all plan for like, okay, we're going to have this job. We're going to start planning, have a, have a savings. And then we're going to make this easy slide into it. That did not fucking happen, you know? And I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for that to happen because I was, I was not in a good place mentally. And uh, that was something that actually spoke to me because here I am talking to my clients about mindset and managing their stress. And then on my check-ins, I'm telling my coach, I fucking can't handle my shit. Like what? I wasn't living it. I wasn't living what I was asking other people to do. And that wasn't setting well. And if I was going to ask them to believe in me, then by God, I better believe in myself. And so I, I made the leap and I was not quote ready. Um, I didn't have that extra income pool. Um, but I also knew I'd figure it out because I wasn't going to just sit back and let my life happen. I don't believe in finding my life. I don't like that quote. I believe in creating it. Mm. I like that. Now follow up to that. What do you think? So you are, you know, coaching with, with Jason right now. And, you know, you know that, you know, I've told people that I've, you know, been coaching with Jason since 2008. What was your, is your opinion or to to those people who think that a coach shouldn't have a coach? What do you think about that? Oh my gosh. No. Like I think every coach should have a coach, should have a mentor, someone who like is much in my case, much better, you know, as far as experience level, someone that Sometimes you get in your own head as a coach because of your experience, but that that other party to say, you know, hold up, simmer down, you know, let's look at this from perspective. You know, it's, it's like having a counselor or somebody, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that shows you to grow even further, you know, to have someone else's take on it. Totally agree. Yeah. I fire Jason weekly in my head. (laughs) (laughs) No, just that one time I pissed you off at the check-ins. <laughs> oh, I was so fucking mad at you that day. Oh, my God. What was it? Were you not it? filling out the form right or it wasn't saving and I kept it asking for saving, it? It wasn't saving and you like asked for it. I was like, dude, I and you had just like cut my he laid into me before. To, like, you're like, all right, Jeff, because this is how you began the email. You've done everything right to this point, but you're still 15 pounds overweight with six weeks to go. So it is what it is. And then like, 
It was like this just law. Oh, I was so mad. And then that following week, the tracker update, I dropped like a few pounds. Like, I was just hoping for a reprieve of like, yeah, good work. All right, we're not cutting any more food. Jay's like, who's your tracker? And I was like, fuck you and your tracker fucking system. Just in the pictures. I am leader. I do not need to send you a tracker. <laughs> he was so ate up, man. I was. I was bent. I had a good workout about it, though. Good. <laughs> it pushed I'm me through that exhaussion point of like prep and like gym. I had no AC at the time. Hey man, junior nationals. Sometimes blunt is the way you got to go. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes you know you got to know when to have the kid gloves on. You do. Gloves off. You do. One hundred percent. Do you have any questions for Meredith? I do have another. Um, so why don't you let everyone know? Like, what's your favorite type of client to work with? Um, I have to say, right now, I'm really enjoying working with uh, Gen Pop athletes. They do have athletic background as well as performance athletes. Um, I really do. Um, a lot of my clients, or should I say some of my clients are former prep clients. Um, some of them are CrossFit athletes. Um, some of them, uh, I do have one gentleman, uh, former CFO. Um, cool. I do have a military um, a gentleman. So uh, I, I do find though that these guys uh, are athletes in their right for sure. Um, but not necessarily they have to be uh, physique competitors. Sure. Yeah. I really like working with um, healing them. Like, I really do. So you said CrossFit athletes. Me I and have- Sue have talked about this before because I think we've had more CrossFit people than maybe Jason per yes. se. Yeah. But we have noticed like that they have a like eating disorder pretty much in the sense like they can't stop their binges. Like, like they will do like the weekends. I, I – yeah, so I would like your opinion on that. How do you coach from a woman's perspective, a CrossFit female or someone who does a lot of hit classes who comes to you, how do you break that ice to them that, hey, what you love? Because that's really like niche. Like It's not like just being at a gym and, hey, you just got to use half the equipment for a little bit. You know, like Your um, whole way of doing things has got to stop. I will say in the very beginning, I am very direct. I feel like being direct and being open to all the possibilities um, is the best way, especially with the type of clients that we deal with. Um, So I am very direct that this is not serving you and it is my job to do what does serve you and we need to change this. Um, Now that being said, to actually change it, we may have to do this in baby steps and that's depending on the client 100%. Some clients are so freaking down a rabbit hole they're ready. You know, they're like where I was when I came to Jason, where he could have said, eat mud with a spoon. And I would have been like, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, other clients, if I tell them to stop doing, uh, four 40 minute cardio sessions a day, four, (laughs) stop eating keto (laughs) or, um, you know, something else like that, then it's a very hard day. Um, and generally, we have to do a lot of talking, um, but I talk to them and I tell them the why, and I tell them why it's not serving them. Generally, I can back it up with their blood work. You know, I back it up with their feelings, and I yep. tell them what is actually happening. I show it to them. I color cord it, whatever they need. Hop on a phone call, and then generally it's not a problem. Labs, labs take you a long way. I mean, when you can show the damage that's going on with their current situation and how they're approaching the fitness lifestyle it sends a big message and see 
Yeah, I agree with that. But that's why I like BG numbers. I know you do. Yep. Yeah. Because once game, they see like 130, 140s, you're like, yeah, man, you're fucked. Let's yeah. fix this. Like you can get on the ADA. <laughs> they'll tell you that's, yeah, that's, like, that's pre-diabetes. Well, yeah. 140s, diabetes. But like, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And then they'll be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm serious. And then they sure as shit do it. Or like talking to them like about sleep and, you know, needing to take care of that. Like whoop's been great with. Yeah. I mean, that's an easier sell because it's like what, 20 bucks for a, you know, a machine and then some strips yeah. as opposed to like labs yeah. that are more expensive. But, yeah. you know, so that's an easy way to kind of break that ice. If they're really like, I'm not doing labs. Like I don't have the money or I'm not doing it. And you're like, all right, well let's check your blood glucose. This won't cost you a ton. And then kind of work it that way. We really need to get a doctor or like some company that will like sponsor the excellence cartel that we can refer people to for blood work and like stuff like that. That would just be easy. Like mm-hmm. we can drop them out there. You know what I mean? That'd be because we refer, we talk about this shit so much and we're just telling everyone to go life extinction. And then, leave yeah. It. And I mean, that works for the states, you know, it works for everything except the states that freaking, you know, in their infinite wisdom don't want their, you know, constituents to be able to get, you know, lab work without a doctor lingering over it, which is so stupid. Yeah. Well, it, it'd in be Canada, like, yeah. yeah, it'd be like them getting the blood work, but we'd at least know like if they went, if they didn't have one of us, that they would at least get help from this doctor. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I mean by it. You get yeah. this. So anyway, uh, you guys got any more questions? Hmm. Those were my two biggest ones. Um, Sue, so ask her something about business or marketing. There you go. All right. Yeah. That's something we haven't covered yet. That's something we haven't covered yet. Growth of Scooby prep is my goal. So no, I was going to ask you about, about your goal. We, I think we were clear what the goal is and it's growth, but how to achieve that would be my question here. What is your like, um, marketing style? Like, do you have a strategy? Like, do you, you know, like what, when you make a post on Facebook or Instagram, like, is there, some sort of a process behind that, some sort of a feel behind that you're, that you're trying to achieve? And if so, what is that feel? Yeah, generally whenever, um, when I do make my posts, it's, it's off of what I'm hearing coming in from, my, from inquiries or clients or even you know, people asking me questions, as well as um, it's going off of my personal experience and feeling that I need to share. You know, I need to share what I have gone through, what I'm currently going through, and what I and planning to go through here shortly again with Jason, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, health isn't, isn't, doesn't come to a stopping point. It's not like all of a sudden you get a baton and say, you just got here. Right. Um, you have to keep growing and changing and evolving. Um, but yeah, I would say that that is my, um, I guess my strategy per se is just to share, um, cases that I am working on, have worked on personal experiences, um, in hopes that it will actually uh, grab somebody and say, Hey, you know, I can make a change in my life. And you get some really good answers. I'll give you that. I mean, I would probably be like, I don't know. I just, I just post shit. <laughs> just hope it happens. I do have a question for you, but I drew this for you. Cause I wanted you to be able to read it. Can you read what that says? Sue's hamstrings. Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is you want her advice on how to improve him? <laughs> I was gonna be like, what do you think Sue should do for his hamstring routine? 
And we that post on Facebook was amazing. He's like, oh, my Q&A is going to be on 7 p.m. And that was the first question. How do you improve hamstrings? That was the first question I wrote. What's your hamstring routine? Fuck if I know. I can't answer that question. Dude, he was telling us about this fucking retarded routine he's doing right now, and I wanted to get your opinion. Like, what do you think you should do for his leg training on the hamstring side? Uh, well, we're hitting hamstrings then, tomorrow. Heavy, heavy, stiff legs, plenty of time under tension curls. Wow. I'm not squatting. I'm not going to squat. Quads have grown too much from all the squatting in the last couple months in quarantine. My quads they did grow. 10 sets of 10 and shit and everything else you're doing. Yeah, we, we train a long time in that garage, probably three hours for like day. Dude, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I do 75, 90 minutes for quads. You know, my, my training partner, stuff. Steve, you know, God bless him. You know, he, he just turned 50. But this man is literally an animal. Like he's used to like working heavy construction, like being up at like 3.30 in the morning. Working, is he like, like a grizzly bear? Like animal, dude, like, dude, dude, like identify like, him. He's unbreakable. Like he's just like this blue collar dude, really humble, hardworking guy. But yeah, he's used to just like backbreaking labor. Like we one one day we trained back for three hours. Then he went over to his dad's place because his dad needed to help him dig up tree stumps. So we went over there and he was digging. He was digging stumps up for like probably the rest of the day. And then he went for like a ten mile walk. Like <laughs> dude, this is crazy. <laughs> couldn't do it like my heart like just explodes thinking about it like i'd be like hrv is zero he's just a hard worker man but you know what though jeff like even though like you know the leg training does have to be you know adjusted for me i have grown significantly from training with him just being yeah no we know working hard and that's it that's what i need to do you know yeah. all right but the real question is meredith what should you do for his hamstrings I like the German volume training idea. That's a good All right. One. You're at least getting some favorable approach there. I won't put you too much. So GVT for hamstrings, you think, huh? Yeah. All right, there we go. Let's just I make it. I 10 sets there. of 10 for stiff legs. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. You're already in there for three hours. Might as well just entertain yourself for three hours. All right. Meredith, before I ask my final question, um, is there anything you would like to say that we perhaps might not have covered that you would I like to get out there about you and your brand, what you're passionate about, and who you want to serve? Yeah, I think, well, I think we've covered a lot. Um, I just really implore folks um, that when it comes down to their health, to really, um, it's okay to do something different. You know, it's okay not to feel that you need to pound yourself into the wall um, because it's not going to be that way forever. You know, it's for a time period uh, to get yourself healthy and then you're going to feel fucking amazing and you're going to make the most gains then afterwards. And you're not going to stop making gains just needing to pull training down to, you know, three days a week, like you actually are probably going to make even more because you're going to be recovering, you know? Yeah. I see women like in the shoulders, like fill out more and different things. Yeah. And they kind of lose sight of that because the scale's not going down. But I'm like, go look back at your pictures. Like you can tell you're, you're more, you're digesting your nutrients now. Like, yeah. you know, you're gaining muscle. Um, so I agree with you. I see it a lot, even though you're pulling back and, and it's because of your pulling back and your cortisol drops, all these things, the body starts operating properly. And, and think ahead too. Like, I think it's cool that, um, Jeff, you're going to bring on, uh, the coach, uh, when it comes to, um, dealing with, um, prenatal and, um, postnatal nutrition, mm -hmm. that's something too. Um, if you're thinking about wanting to get pregnant, you do need to understand, uh, you need to start really truly investing in your health and your child's health way before that happens you know um we're talking months ahead of time because again that child's development you know they're de developing their digestive system within like that first three to five weeks 
right, of pregnancy. And then where your health is while you're pregnant and then where your health is going to be actually for the labor and delivery, that process right there, whether it's C-section or natural um, or a vaginal birth, that's going to affect that child's health and immunity too. So it's really a cascade of events to, you know, really think about um, and think about your longevity. Think about you know, right now you might be in your 30s and 40s and you're struggling and feeling like shit. Well, what happens if you're getting to be your 60s and 70s and you don't get a handle on it now, you know? So really so that, uh, do the work. That book I just finished about autoimmune before I moved on the Body Keeps Score talked about how with the rate of autism they think is linked somewhat to the rate of inflammation of mothers during pregnancy. Mm. Um. Yeah, and it's not. It's like the collaborative effect in the microbiome itself, and the way inter- certain bacteria interacts. And it was very, very compelling argument. It kind of shifted my mind a little bit on some of the stuff I thought. And the other thing was the importance of the methylation cycle, um, okay. and understanding that before women would primarily want to get pregnant because there are certain genes that could cause like, or the the woman, no matter what, couldn't carry the baby beyond a certain point. And, you know, yeah. so if you really kind of dig into it, there's a lot of stuff out there. And considering there are more fertility issues yeah. arising now, uh, it's probably time to have that conversation. But you know, the one denominator which I think Aaron's going to talk about next week is food, yeah. uh, which is the big thing. So that would be a great episode. But with that said, Meredith, where do you see yourself in five years? And don't say like like putting Scoob like on retirement because he. It's at least trying to go to 50. Well, he can't retire like completely because he's got to be my coach. Um, yeah, as long as we work that out, we're good. Yeah. I can't wait to fire him. I don't know what the fuck your hold up is. <laughs> um, in five years, I just hope to be serving uh, even more clients, more clients, um, more diverse with uh, my clientele and my education. Um, I hope to have a bigger platform um, and, you know, speaking, uh, opportunity perhaps, but I really, I do want to grow with Scooby Prep. Um, I, I believe in the, uh, the organization. Um, I believe in the people running it with that being said with new ethics as well. Um, I mean, my right there, just, uh, you know, their brand title, um, and their core values. So I, I do, I do personally want to grow with Scooby Prep. I know some coaches, uh, would prefer to just stay on their own. I started off on my own. Um, but I saw this in more opportunities and just, um, you know, going under underneath Jason, I saw this as a growth of myself personally and being able to reach more people and educate myself under some pretty fucking awesome people. So, yeah. So you mentioned speaking, uh, is that something you do want to get into? Yeah, I do. I don't, I will say it's, that is not my strength. Um, you know, I do get, uh, I get very nervous and I get giggly, um, you know, and I don't think that's awesome, but um, I want to get better at it. And it's like with anything, you know, so just do it, do it more. Um, I get very nervous posting on IG stories and me talking. I turn like five shades of red. Um, so I keep doing it and I keep being uncomfortable um, because that's the only way that we're really going to grow is by being uncomfortable. You know, I hate videos, so I'm right there with you. I'm always like, fuck, man, I just have to sit here and, uh, yeah. well, I mean, these- even as often as I've, you know, spoken now on fitness topics, like I still get butterflies before yeah. I get up there. Like that's, I don't think that's ever going to change. Just I'm don't wear a, like a peak shirt like Jason did. 
do what now? That. Yeah. No, yeah. You got to wear like dark. You'll sweat right through it. It's always black now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like black forever black. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Keep doing the great things you're doing, and I'm sure those opportunities for speaking will go will open up. I know that with what we're trying to do with the Physique Education Collective, which, guys, we decided that we are just going to hold off on Nashville. We are probably going to try to do it sometime in the spring of 2021. By the time we got all our schedules kind of like out there in the open, it just looked like we were not going to be able to do it uh, and it not be within three or four weeks of us doing Denver and yep. with families and so forth. It was just very hard to try to co- justify, hey, I'm going to be gone this weekend and then, oh, three weeks later, I'm going to be gone again and then be truthfully candid with you. Labor Day weekend's my 40th birthday um, and I know Lauren had North Americans that she would already – Um, i have a lot of clients in it too man so it's so it's just there's a lot kind of going on that eliminated a lot of us so we felt like we were going to go forward and do the uh pec in denver um at armburst we will be announcing those dates soon i'm going to shore all that up and make sure that that's good to go on our end but um if you're a coach listening and meredith this goes for you all part of our mission as you all know is to bring you guys new coaches and shine light onto the good work they do probably in the next two, three PECs, we're going to start changing out some of us or adding a second night. And maybe the second night might be the new coaches go on Friday night yep. that we're introducing. And then the, the other coaches go on Saturday and then maybe a round table. I know that this is growing. There seems to be a lot of people want to connect in person. The webinars have been fine, but I think some of us want to kind of get out there. and, and actually Oh yeah. It's always other. a great weekend, man. And, it's, know, it's awesome. Yeah. It's always a good time. So we're going to be bringing that back. The first focus is October. I believe it's 16th in Denver, yep. Colorado. Yep. And that's a uh, badass gym out there too, guys. Like that's where Phil Heath trains. Like it's, it's no joke. So it'll be, it'll be a good weekend just all around. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, otherwise, I think that's it. But if I could get you guys all to stay on after this real quick yeah. before, because I got to ask you guys a couple of questions. Yeah. But um, thank you guys for, uh, for tuning in. Thank you, Meredith, for joining us and talking to all Let her give us. out her contact info. Yeah, yeah. Go over all that on social media real quick. Well, I wanted to thank you all for having me um, as sure. well just being my mentors um, always. Um, Yeah, so you can, on IG, it's mayor underscore Scooby Prep, um, mayorpatchy at scoobyprep.com. So, and everything's linked in my IG as well. And I believe it's uh, the same for Facebook. Nice, nice. I expect you, the next time you train hamstrings, to tag all three of us in it. And I got to see this routine go down. So I'm going to do, I almost tagged you through my whole workout today on hamstrings. I did it. I was just probably like, Sue, I'm doing it for you. And like, I was going to like blow kisses into the camera and shit. I'll tag you guys in my workout tomorrow. You'll see. Hey, hey, Mayor, isn't, isn't the uh, email just mayor at scoobyprep.com? Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's mayor. At I just wanted to clear that up. So in case people yeah. tried, so it's just M-E-R-E at scoobyprep.com. Very yeah. easy. And that's um, and that is linked on as well on my IG as Instagram. well. Yeah. You guys got any classes coming up, Sue, Jason? Yes, mine uh, gut class, hormone class is it's full, man. It's seventeen people. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, and that's June fourteenth. And I think it would because of demand so high, I might start doing these two a month because um, I had to turn a lot of people away. And um, why not? Why not do two a month while the while the demand's there? But yes, June fourteenth uh is my next class cool sue next wednesday i'll offer the business class again this week i've just been way too busy i haven't been able to do those but and next, it, 
Okay, excellent. And then we have Sunday, June 28th, Lauren and I are doing the leadership class. We have two spots left for that one. And then we're going to do a July one. I think we're going to do ours every four to six weeks. Nice. Kind of something similar to what Jason's doing. I think what Sue's doing. So um wanted to make sure that was out there. But in the meantime, guys, we look forward to seeing you all next week. We have Aaron Crawford coming on to go over pregnancy, uh, nutrition, and fertility, and something that I don't know much about, but I'm looking forward to learning about with you all. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it'll be a good topic. But thank you again, Meredith, and you all have yourself a good one. Thank you. See you. Thanks again. Take care.